You're listening to Go Ten Lisa Podcast, and I am Lisa Waldron, where I talk about random things that affect me, my family, and you. So are you ready for this week's episode? Then go. Go and get your headsets, go and get a comfortable chair, sit back, relax, and here we go. Hi guys, on um, this happened. Guys, I remember a long time ago, I was um, at my corporate job and we had, I think I mentioned this before, but it ties in perfect with what today's episode is going to be. And um, we were playing this game um, around Christmas time called White Elephant. And basically is that everybody brings a gift um, we had a certain amount of limit to what the gift was, um, whether it was 20 or $25, you buy a gift and you wrap it up. And what happened is that we had a big team at that because every year we played, I think majority of years we played that game um, when I was in corporate world. And in that particular year, we had the biggest team because we had a bunch of teams combined together. So let's say it was around 25 or 30 people at this um, particular restaurant that we went to for breakfast to play this game. Um, so it was, so let's say we had 30 gifts up there on the table. Then what happened is that you will go around the room and pick a number between one to 30. And whatever your number is, you get to go up there and pick a gift. If you like the previous person's gift, or let's say that you're number 10, uh, no, let's make it a good number, which is number t- um, 20. Let's say you're number 20 and you see that um, the 19 people before you, somebody had a gift that you like, you can actually steal one of their gifts and then whoever you steal it from, that person will now have to pick, um, but the gift can only be stolen twice and then after that, it cannot be stolen anymore. Well, um, it came a point where um, there was this guy on the team, he was Spanish, and um, we sat down there and we were like high up in the numbers. And he was, I had already picked and he said, oh, I really want um, something I had. Um, I forgot if it was a rice cooker or something and, or was it a, um, it was one of those slow cooking pots or something. And I said, I wanted that, but I, I, oh no, his number didn't come up yet. So then we sat there and we came up with a little plan and we said, okay, if, if when your number comes up, you can, um, get what you want. I'll give you my gift, but let me pick this. And you know, we had a plan. Well, guess what happened guys? It worked to the T what our plan was. So the point that the person that, um, who, the gift that he wanted to steal, she got upset with me at the end because I came up with the plan and uh, this woman was Caucasian and she got upset with both of us, but especially me because she knew me more and she was like, well, I really wanted that um, slow cooker and I was like, but you can go to the store and buy one. It's not even that serious. You know what I mean? And um, she ended up getting a gift that she didn't really like. But the whole purpose of the game was just to get a gift, um, whether you're going to end up with your gift or get it stolen. That's the nature of the game. Can you believe homegirl was crying about it? I was like, are you for real? Are you for real? And I was like, you get over it. 
So she made such a big deal about it that I ended up telling my superiors about it. Like, I can't believe she's coming after me about this game, which is the whole purpose of the game, you know, and why are you coming at me? But the whole point is that we never should have told people what the plan was or people around us that were sitting close to us heard the plan. Um, or even if she didn't know the plan, just for the fact that her gift got stolen by one of us to, you know, cause we both wanted, that's the nature of the game. And I was just like, it's not even that serious, girl. It's not even that serious. To this day, I remember that, but it was a good strategy that we came up with and nobody else came up with that strategy. Isn't that fun? And we got what we wanted, um, but like I said, it wasn't to hurt anybody. That is what the game is called. It's called White Elephant, and the purpose of the game is to steal somebody's gift. Why would I sit there and take a, a gift that I really don't want when I had an opportunity to take what I want? And that's within the rules of the game. Come on, girl. Come on. Come on. Now, on to this episode. Hi guys, it is season 15 and it is I, Lisa Waldron, and we are starting off season 15 with this title, The Cookout. And um, just to let you guys know that um, it's going to be a deep conversation, food for thought, you know, um, stuff that's been happening um, and something I just want to share with you all. And a lot of the, the episodes in season 15 are, are done early, like around September, probably um, um, early October. So it's filmed way ahead of time of season 15. So when I filmed this, this was the talk of what was happening. So I wanted to talk about it on my podcast, The Cookout. And you're probably wondering, you you may know what I'm talking about, but let me give you the Urban Dictionary according to Google of what the cookout is. When you think about a cookout, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? That you're going to have like a, like a gathering, right? Like, um, like a barbecue, you know, and family and friends come out and you're just going to cook, you're going to grill. That That's what comes to my mind when I think of a cookout. But let me give you what um, some of the definitions are of a cookout. It's a meta, um, metaphorical gathering of the black community, usually exclusive only to blacks. A non-black can receive an invite, and then it just goes on to say how you can be invited to the cookout or whatever. Um, and it's containing at least um, 50% of African-American blood. Any less will require legal documentation. Okay, that's going too far. Um, that's not that serious. <laughs> a cookout is a cookout. You, <laughs> who's actually going to bring legal documentation to a cookout? I know that they have been people outside of um who are not African American who have always wanted to come to a black cookout. You know, like because the food variation is different, and you know people seem to have a lot more fun. But it's just me how i think of it is just family and friends gathering if you want to invite um some people or races outside go right ahead it's your yard probably or your family's yard or your friend's yard or whatever so anyway i just want to give you guys like the prelude to what a cookout is or maybe you guys think a cookout is something else but this is what i'm i'm referring to 
So there is a show in the United States um, that's called Big Brother. I've heard of the show years ago, but I've never really sat down and watched the whole season, and I still haven't. And um, it just didn't really quite <sighs> grab my attention, let's put it like that. I've seen like little tidbits of episodes here or there throughout the years. I know who the host is, Julie Chan. I've um seen some housewives been on there. I've seen some some you know some celebrities been on there. It's been a show with normal people on there as well. And basically, they have like what um 12 people or so um on the show, um somewhat diversified group of people. Um they live in this house and they do games, competition and eventually they vote each other off. And, um, you know, and then you have a winner who collects like the big pot of money and what have you. I guess it never really grabbed my attention because back in the day, I don't know if you guys remember this, but there was a reality show that came out, the first reality show that came out called Real World. And, um, they had another one that was with Real World and they had a competition. So I think a lot of these, um, reality shows and stuff spin off from some of the stuff from way back in the day. But anyway... Um, I was, um, you know, flipping through, uh, TikTok and, um, there's this lady that I follow, Moffat, and she talks about, um, black corporate America and, um, advices for people and tips and stuff for people who are in, in corporate America who happen to be African American. And it's just real talk. It's just real talk. Okay. And, um, she, you know, she did a video the other day about, you know, she's a very accomplished black woman. And, um, you know, she said that she went up for a promotion and she wasn't even considered into the second round, um, of the, uh, interviews because it's still a game. You know what I mean? So, you know, if you all know that I left corporate America, <laughs> um, I want to say six months, seven months now or something. By the time you're hearing this, it's probably eight, nine. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, it was a lot of stress and a lot of strategy, a lot of behind the scenes games, manipulation and whatever strategy. And there is a quote that I posted on my Worker Bee Drones Instagram page where it says, um, as soon as you beat the game, they change the rules. I'll repeat it. As soon as you beat the game, they change the rules, which is so, so true. Those are 100% facts, facts, facts. And I say that because um, when I was in the corporate world, I, um, you know, accomplished a lot of things and wanted to go for promotions. And as soon as they knew that I had accomplish something. And as soon as I beat the game, quote unquote, beat the game and I got everything that I was supposed to get, what did they do? They went ahead and changed the rules, changed the job description. Um, so therefore I wouldn't get it or change it or come up with some kind of other BS crap or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of manipulation, a lot of games, but it all boils down to their strategy or so-called strategy and trying to play the game. So I bring all of that up 
to tell you about Big Brother and season 23 because everyone's talking about it right now or getting ready to talk about it or starting to talk about it. And the controversy that's happening over the show. So basically what happened with Black Lives Matter um, in 2020 started and um, people dying and, you know, people all over the world or, you know, standing up um, for black lives and pointing things out more. Um, what happened is that a lot of these reality shows um, have went back to the drawing board and said that a lot of the contestants um, have to be at least 50% um, African-American or, you know, you know, minority, but majority African-American. So the way the show Big Brother was back in the day is that they would probably have like 11 contestants that were Caucasian and only one black person or or two and that was it so in season 23 here in 2021 they have 50 percent of the contestants are black <sighs> i'm going by color not by race but yeah so what happened is that six i believe it's six of them are african-american and six are caucasian so there is this girl on there who is black. Her name is Tiffany. She's the one that came up with this plan called the cookout from day one. I have to give her props because we all think of whenever time we play a game, whether it's Monopoly, whether it's chess, checkers or whatever, we always think in our head like, I know how I'm going to win this game and um, or even if you're playing not online games or board games, you're actually playing real strategy games with people involved where you'd have to, and you don't really know them. It's all about strategy, building people's trust, befriending them, you know, the whole nine yards. And it's kind of hard to do that. So I admire her, her strength in presenting her idea to the other contestants on the show who were black and they bought into it. Um, and just, to, uh, just as I watched a few of the clips on it on YouTube and saw how she did it and quietly, sneakily, um, but they, they understood, they understood the message because there's never been a black person, an African-American person that has been a winner on the show or on majority of shows because they pretty much get voted off or booted out or they don't have the education or knowledge of a lot of the questions or things that are being asked of them that a Caucasian person would know. You feel me? So she went on day one, not even day 10, day five, like close to the end, day one. She rounded up her plan. She spoke to her fellow castmates, her contestants who were the same race as her, which is African American, and they decided to, you know, call this the cookout, which as I explained the definition in the beginning, it's a gathering of African American people. They're not actually having a cookout, y'all. It's it's just them just gathering together. But what was so brilliant about this plan was that even though she went and had a talk with them, some of them were there, 
Some of them were individual talks. They never actually met all six together. You know, like some people are boastful. doesn't matter what race you are. And they were like, yeah, we, we, we got a gathering over here. We, we want the whole world to know. Oh, no, this was on the low, low. You know what I mean? They were even whispering every time that they met and talked because what was so brilliant about this plan was that even though all the black people had an alliance together, they still put on a front like they were still, I don't even know if it was a front but because they were friends with the Caucasian people, but it was, um, they didn't give away their secret you know, that they had this alliance in the background. And I want to digress for a little bit to say that I've learned in life, but sometimes I, I go the opposite way, that when every time you're doing something big and huge, don't tell your secret. Don't tell people your plans because people will try to take it apart or try to do evilness and and, you know, don't tell people your plans until your plans are finished because um, you'll just get distracted with a lot of noise and a lot of distractions to not let you get to that plan. But there are sometimes me, I, Lisa, w know that as a fact. And, and sometimes I will tell people stuff that I feel like is minute. But what I see a lot of people do is that when you're in social media world, it's like, yeah, you're supposed to keep your stuff secret. However, it's like when you come out with it, it's like people are shocked and they were like, oh, you never told us or whatever. Pretty much people don't have to tell you anything. So what a lot of people in social media who are influencers, what they do is that they would hint and say, oh, there's this big thing that's coming up, but I really can't say anything about it. More to come on that. So people will accept it and receive it better when you tell them that, but you're still not disclosing what your secret or plan is, especially when it has to do with business. So I do that a little bit where I would say, oh, there's stuff coming up. Oh, it's really, really big, but I really can't say anything, you know, or whatever. So therefore they know, be on the lookout for something big. People have a tendency to be jealous and and people are copiers. So the, this is why you don't tell people what you're doing. So let's say, for example, that you're making a kite. I'm just throwing out an example. You're making a kite and your kite is going to um, have like sparkles on it or whatever. By you blabbing and telling people, oh, I'm coming out with this new kite. It's going to have sparkles. By you telling that, you'd be surprised how people will jump on that and copy it and and you think that, oh, you're the only one that has a kite with sparkles. And as you know, somebody is watching you say that. And what do they do? They do like Speedy Gonzalez and they hurry up and go and get like a kite, make it with sparkles and put it out there and sell it before you. And that's why a lot of people keep stuff to themselves uh, and be original. And what's in the world is a lot of copier people and people who copy people and they don't even have the audacity to... to um, to give the recognition where they got the idea from or whatever. But I, I talked about that in previous seasons before about people who copy you and it's only a matter of time that they can keep up that pretense 
and not be original. But anyway, I digress back into the cookout. <laughs> so, so she came up with this brilliant plan and everyone bought into it, but yet they were still forming their alliance with the other members in the house and the, and the, um, you know, the contestants and what have you. Well, jump forward. They actually, for the first time on that show, got rid of all of the white, um, the Caucasian, um, contestants. They voted them out. Now there is this big, big controversy now where people who actually watch the show are coming and saying, this is reverse racism. I was like, are you, are you for real? Really? And now they're throwing it back out into the world and saying that if this has happened to a black person, oh my gosh, oh my goodness, the media, whatever. But when I heard that, I said to myself, which I'm saying to you now, but that has been happening to African-Americans, to black people for years, where they've been voted off strategically, like the example that I gave you from work and so many, so many, so many other examples where blacks were never in the, um, the finale, blacks were never in the, the plan, the promotions or whatever. Um, so what you talking about, Willis? So basically what you talking about, Willis, because that, um, you can't say that's reverse racism. Now I did see, um, other videos that said throughout the show, they were saying comments like, you know, all the African-American people were saying comments like, Oh, we need to get the whites out of what, well, that part. Yeah. If you already made an original plan to say, we're going to eliminate all of that. I don't think they should have said it over and over. Oh, we're going to get, you know, like to make it like a target. Um, I think it was obvious when you first formed the alliance, what your plan was, but if they, like I told you, I didn't watch the show. I'm just going by videos, but if they made little comments throughout the show, then yes, that could be perceived as, um, racism as far as the blacks against the whites, but, uh, <coughs> excuse me, but, um, it's interesting that there's so many int- there's so many more important things going on in the world right now. This is a reality show that's on TV. Um the point is that they made history. Um I'm not neglecting anyone's feelings or how they feel, you know, on both sides of the spectrum. What I'm saying is that um this has been done to African-Americans for years and years and years. Does it make it right to reverse it? I think it's a game because they did like interviews afterwards with the contestants that were voted out. out. It is a game. It is a strategy game. That's all it is. It's a game. People, if you watch the show, people have formed alliances in the show and they always dwindle apart. But what I love about this alliance was that, that they all got together so quickly at the beginning, the way that it was done, the way it was executed as far as they stuck to it no matter what. 
and um, till they got to what their goal was, where it was only black American, you know, at black African Americans, it was only African Americans at the end. That was their goal. And then once they had that in the house, then they would compete, um, you know, regularly and you know play the game. Um, so like I said, it has been done in the past before where white contestants have done that before and had like a strategy and whatever, but what they've never seen is, um, a bunch of black people actually doing it and succeeding. Black, black people are smart. People are smart in general. You know what I mean? And when a person wants something or, or want to accomplish something, they're going to work very hard to get what they want, you know, as long as it's positive and good. Um, so all this backlash is coming now because all of the white contestants, the Caucasian people are fighting back and saying that it's now reverse racism. Now, um, I wonder what part is the racism? Is it the comments that are made throughout the show after they form the alliance or just for the fact that, or is it because they feel upset that they were voted off. Who knows? Um, but everyone has feelings in regards to this. Um, but I'm just going to leave it there um, for you guys to talk amongst yourself and see what your thoughts are. And you can always comment. Leave a comment on Instagram or on YouTube or even on anchor.fm, which is... Um, where you can leave a message on for the podcast. You're listening to Go to Lisa Podcast with Lisa Waldron, where you can find a new new episode each week by typing in Go, the number 10, followed by Lisa, L-I-S-A. It's all one word, Go 10 Lisa. Go 10 Lisa can be found on any podcast app. Just type it in, subscribe, share, give a rating, and listen. So yeah, guys, so here is the interesting part, right? That after all the Caucasian people have left the show, it's now what they accomplish. It's now the six African-American contestants and they're playing the game. Who do you think they voted off right away? Who? Do you know? Do you know? Is this really a strategy or is this really smart? They got rid of the girl who came up with the plan. I I thought about that and I was like, wow. I think it was three guys, three guys and three girls. And they got rid of the girl that came up with the plan for the cookout. Can you believe that? But anyway, she's going to go down in history as far as uh, coming up with the plan and executing, you know, and having everyone, because you can come up with a plan and you can, listen, let's say you're playing a game with your family and you you team up with someone and let's say you're playing spades or let's say you're playing Monopoly or part, you know, I'm going to say Parcheesi or some kind of game or whatever. And you have a partner and you're telling your partner what your plan and strategy is. Nine times out of 10, they're not going to listen to you. So that's why I find it so amazing that she came up with a plan to a bunch of strangers that didn't really know each other, but they understood 
what the sentimental or what the what this would represent in the end and they agreed to it and the plan was to still make people make their individual choices no matter what you do just remember the end of the game there's an alliance Th that's like saying that you're a family and you're bonded together but yet you're going out there and fighting a war but yet you remember that your family is the backbone and that's what you're coming back to, kind of, sort of. You know what I mean? You guys get what I'm trying to say. But they voted her off. <laughs> they voted her off. <laughs> it's not funny, but I'm, I'm looking at it from their strategy and their um, you know, point of view of how to play the game. Why not get rid of the person <laughs> that came up with the cookout and let's... Um, because she's smart and she was so smart in convincing all of us. We don't want her to convince us or come up with another plan. I was like, wow, wow. I wish it was a game that it was only based on how you did a competition. If that was the case, there's a couple of the guys on there that always win the competition. And then there's one of them that was faking it, I understand and throwing the competition so therefore he doesn't look like he's really a competition but he really is the competition because right now he's in the final two or so and people are predicting that he will win it's all about it's all about strategy guys it's all about strategy do you watch the show what do you guys think i'm so curious to find out what you guys think um but yeah guys and um so they voted her off it's kind of like I'm kind of looking at it like corporate world. It's like the one who is more boisterous or more of a th what they consider a threat or one that can advance quickly, you get rid of them. Isn't that a shame? Isn't that a shame? It's like freedom of speech. I can do and say whatever I want to do to a point that it's not going to hurt somebody or be rude to somebody. But you get what I'm trying to say. It's like... um you get rid of the one that you feel threatened about because you're insecure. That's basically what it comes down to. Rather than just playing the game, you're getting rid of the comp. Well, the company because it's it's about money and you want to win. So they got rid of her, guys. They got rid of her. They voted her off, and then they voted off um, another girl. And I think there's another girl. Yeah. So basically they got rid of the two that the 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 strategic one and got rid of the friend that was close to the strategic one. You get me? Cuz the two of them that got voted off first, the two ladies, they were the ones that came up with a lot of the strategy and um contingency plans as far as okay, if this one makes it in, into the um where people have to be voted off, um, it's like a if when if this happens then uh, if then if if this happens then x y and z but if that happens x y and z it's like planning it out I love stuff like that uh, and this is why I love um, mysteries and detective and whatever because I like when you use your brain like that and you you come up with different scenarios and come up with different plans I love all that stuff but like I said the show never grabbed my attention. <laughs> And um, maybe one day, but it's just, no, it's, it's, it's more for the younger people, I think. But anyway, um, 
So yeah, they got rid of her. And now it's down to four people. Um, well, yeah, it's down to four people, three guys and a girl. And um, as far as I know, people are rooting for two of the guys. They're going to get rid of this guy that always win all the competition. The girl will eventually go, I feel. But um, if it's a game where if you win the competition, each competition, then you're safe from being voted out. But I think in the end of the game, correct me if I'm wrong, I think at the end when the last two everyone comes back and then votes. So all the people that got voted off, so this is where the game gets even more complex. It's like, you think that they're voted off and that they're gone and you're never going to see them again. Oh no, if you're in the final two, they're going to come back and vote and see which one of you should be the winner. So it's kind of like, okay, you voted me off, but okay, bye. I still like you. Um, you know, like, it's interesting to see who is actually going to be the winner. I will probably come back on. Um, It's probably going to be one of the guys. It's probably going to be. Um, But I would love to see if um, it has so much ramifications. Because it's like, if you are the head person that came up with this idea, but yet you're the one that kept talking about and saying these oh, the white this and white that throughout the game, then yeah, that kind of looks bad that, you know, that you have. It's kind of like you have to keep certain thoughts and feelings to yourself and not say it out loud kind of thing. Um, but um, yeah, they got rid of the girls and it's a guy competition. One of the girls is still in there. I haven't seen who the final two are. But um, more to come on that. But I just want to share with you guys and talk about it because it's food for thought, right? Like, what would you guys do? Because I see a lot of families are having fun on TikTok, on YouTube, where they're having competition games. And when you're younger, you know, and maybe you're stuck in the house with your family and you're playing these games with your kids it's all about sportsmanship and what have you. I don't know if you guys watch my YouTube videos, go to and Lisa vlogs. When I play um, tennis with my son, I've always taught him from day one that um, it doesn't matter if you win or lose at the end of the game, you're still going to shake my hand and we're still going to end the game professionally. And you probably see that and wondering why am I shaking his hand? Because that's what you do in a real game. You know what I mean? You say thank you was a good game and we have fun when we're playing it. Um, but when it's strategic and stuff, I will never forget one time I was playing cards with my son and we were at the apartment here um, in Georgia before I bought my house. And my son must have been like around eight to 10 around that. And here I am, I was cheating guys. <laughs> Sometimes I cheat with the card card games and I didn't know he picked up on it. So the way the apartment was, my bedroom, you can see down um, the hallway that led into the kitchen and the family room and the dining room. So he said to me, um, oh, I have to use the bathroom. So here I am not thinking, paying attention. I just assume he's going to the bathroom because he left to go to the bathroom. And here I am trying to cheat with the cards, 
and move the cards around so therefore I would win. I know it's bad of me. And what, to my surprise, I looked up and can you believe my son was at the corner peeking his head out, looking at me? And I said, oh my gosh. <laughs> and he was like, I got you. I knew you were cheating. I was like, oh my God. I was like, no, no, no. Of course I lied. It was bad. And I couldn't stop laughing because I couldn't believe he outsmarted me. It was, it's all about strategy in his little head as well. You know what I mean? To try to outfox me. <laughs> Every time I think about it to this day, it makes me laugh and it makes him laugh too because I had no idea to this day that he even suspected me. He didn't confront me, accuse me. He just wanted to catch me. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It, it. it brings me joy. It brings me joy that, um, that I can laugh about it. He can laugh about it. And he still remembers it to this day. It, it makes me look as a mom bad, but I don't care. You know, I laugh a lot of stuff off. And it's funny to me because I was straight up busted and it's a fact I was busted. Um, but my whole point in saying all of that, it was a cute memory and it ties in with the games and how you play it, how you play it, how you play it. How, if people are going to call you out on it, people are calling them out on it. You know, it's a reverse um, racism. It's how you handle it in the end, how you respond. Um, um, but the end of the game, you play the game, you play the game and, um, you live and you learn. So ever since then, ever since we, my son and I played game card games now, I look out to see he's looking at me. So yeah, the, there's a bad part to this. The trust is not there as much because then he's always thinking that I'm cheating. And there are some games that I don't cheat at all. <laughs> Still lose still win you know and um but yeah guys um I think he tried to cheat one time but he realized it's not worth it to cheat um because he ended up losing so yeah you just play the game honestly and straight and whatever happens will happen what's meant for you is meant for you um so I just want to end it on that uh, on that good note that whether it's a strategy game intense light whatever have fun with it. Um, yeah, you. we all have plans on how we think we can win the game, how we think we can go about it, the strategy, the alliances, the execution and everything. Um, but play in a way where nobody gets hurt or nobody questions anything and just have good old-fashioned fun at playing the game. Um, but it's a little bit hard when you're doing it for money, and doing it with strangers and trying to build that trust. And I think if you just bring your honest, true, authentic self um, with it, like I said, what's meant for you is for you and nobody can take it away from you. Um, so that's some kind of cookout, isn't it? So yeah, guys. So I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. The first one coming out the gate on, on season 15. Until next time. Peace, love. Bye.